other adult shenanigans. But this week, we're going to carry on. Last time on Pathfinder, you guys are just really out of your element for the most part. I mean, the group we've got here is a middle-aged half-elf whose greatest aspirations in life is to get elected to the Senate. A nobleman who clearly, by everything that's happened so far, has never been in a fight in his entire life. He's been trained to use a sword, sure, but that's all he's got going for him. A retired military veteran who never actually saw combat. And a bounty hunter who uh, is at least somewhat accustomed to fighting and chasing and adventuring on a, on a smaller scale, probably around a para a bit, but nothing like what you guys have suddenly been dragged into in the, away, in the wake of the events of the Senate. With a little help from the Pathfinder Society, you guys broke into the Dignified Repository, the warehouse that doubles as Lady Martella's safe house where she is now being held hostage in her own bunker by the Brotherhood of Silence. The idea was to extract her stealthily, to sneak in and try to at least get a good grasp of the situation at hand before everything came to blows. Unfortunately, again, you're just not very good at this. It's not what any of you do. None of you even kind of signed up to do this when you agreed to help her out at the Exaltation Gala literally two days ago. But what probably feels like, oh, I guess it was three days ago at this point, what probably feels like an actual different lifetime to the party by now. You made it, I'm going to generously say 50 feet around the boxes before everything went wrong. Nell decided to go full action hero and tried to take down a patrol of guards before anybody else noticed. And as anyone would expect from a fighter with virtually no real combat experience, it did not work at all. And now with the warehouse very much on alert, goons are pouring in from nearly every direction. You have a fetchling bard and two fighters at the top of the staircase in the northeastern corner of the room that you'd try and make your way up when the patrol had come around. The patrol in the center of the room, at least dead, I believe 100% by Dara's crossbow bolts. But now with the sounds of combat ringing through even this crowded warehouse, it is slowly starting to draw the curious attention of more guards coming over from the western side of the building. Now, I have good news, friends. I saved the initiative table. Which is good, because I believe two of you rolled nat 20s on your initiative. So losing that would probably be a sadness that I am sure you do not want to do. I mean, if you want to reroll this, we can, but I'm almost... I mean, I'm, I'm almost, down, but... <laughs> I do not. No, I it's, get it. it. It's We stopped at the top of the round, and it's Baylor and then you. Yeah. So, I mean... 
I don't think you want to reroll this. I, I think it is best off we keep the initiative we have here. So to get us back in the swing here, because I don't like to cut sessions in the middle of a fight. We just didn't really have a whole lot of an option because this fight is turning into such a sprawling mess that we were unprepared for. Well, actually, let me let me rewind one step. Before we do that, the, uh, the house rule introduction. I am going to pilot a new house rule here. I don't know how well it's going to do, so I haven't bothered adding it to our PDF or anything. For right now, it's just consider this a test run. If you are stricken by any effect that is measured in rounds, not minutes, hours, or days. If it's an effect that is measured by number of rounds and it completely removes your ability to take standard actions. So frightened, nauseated, paralyzed, stunned, asleep, anything like that that completely, completely removes your ability to take standard actions so to actually really do anything. At the end of your initiative, so after the round you couldn't take a standard action, you get a new saving throw against that effect. And I thought about putting it at like a minus two penalty or something, but I, I, the point is to stop you from being crowd controlled for a billion turns in a row, because that's not really fun for anybody. I think that's that's the the easiest way to get detached from a session is to have a an IRL 50 minute combat where you actually don't get to participate literally at all because you were feared for eight rounds or whatever. So <laughs> if you you'll get a save every turn. So it's just like how hold person already works because hold person already lets you take a full round action. And in fact, let's do that. Let's do you have to take a full round action. So like if you're nauseated, you can take a move action, but you won't get the extra save. It'll be like hold person. You can, as a full round action, attempt to steal yourself and take another saving throw against whatever crowd controlling effect you have on you. So since we didn't have this last time, I'm going to start off by giving... Inori a shot to shake off this fear because she's already been feared for one turn, ran down the stairs. And uh, even if the effect makes you do something else like suggestion or frightened or panic, you can still, as your full round action, try to shake it off. So make me a new will save against a fear effect, Inori. Okay. And uh, also, before we uh, really get going, uh, me and Manshot looked up that chill stuff put my sword to touch spells if i don't actually hit somebody with it it just stays there until i do okay so you, you still have chill touch in your sword though. that's the new no, you did, icon, you did like no you did actually hit him yeah, oh you i did so it's only two, the, yeah because he has the minus one strength that's what the green thing on his token was for you did hit him with that awesome i'll take one off there and uh all right we'll say full round action to try to fix this a little bit huh right okay if you have no control of your character, you just get it. If you have some control, it's a full round action to try and do it. So you'll still run away if you fail. You'll still feel the effect, like, do everything Frightened would have you do. But you also just get a save at the end of your turn. Does anyone else see the screen breaking constantly? Well, I rolled a damn five. Who? Where'd I leave off? I was about to roll will save. Uh, I believe you did roll a will save, actually. You got a five, <laughs> and you're still feared in the corner. But I'll give you points for effort there. Okay. So... So the fight went downhill. Nell's ambush was a blunder. Dara hit his mark, 
and dropped one of the guards, but the other one raised the alarm. And out from the room above came a fetchling bard with two more guards coming down the stairs. You guys were hoping not to fight any number of the Brotherhood of Silence assassins at once at all, but now supported by someone with access to fairly powerful magic, it just continued to go downhill. Nell's trying to hold the staircase to keep them back. He is shaken by the same magic that had sent Inori running down the stairs in terror to hide back amongst the boxes and wait for brighter times. And even after all of that, the situation continued to get worse as two more guards came around the corner from the western side of the warehouse. And as now members of the Brotherhood of Silence were closing in from all directions, from above, from behind, the party was cut off from any easy means of access to escape. And the fetchling at the top of the stairs, all five copies of him clustered together as he's protected by his series of mirror images, turns and smiles down towards Nell as Inori again runs away frightened. This intrusion of yours, it's quite rude, you know. I have no time to prepare. Oh well, on with the show! Baylor. Well, I don't like that bard. And I'm gonna do my best to shut him down. There you go. Pretty good idea. So at the bottom of the stairs, Baylor once again casts his ear-piercing scream up into the bard. It doesn't matter how many images he has there. This pierces through this illusory defense he has, and if it can stop him, if he can daze him and keep him from supporting his team with his dark comedy, it's a really good aid. Where on this? I was trying to, like, I drew that out for so long, trying to find where, there's Will Save. Like, trying to find where Will Save was on his stupid It's team. Fortitude. Oh, is it Fortitude? My bad. It's actually better. I was actually about to say, for a bard, it would probably be better, but. All right. So as you let out, you cast your magic and your voice rises to a shriek that only the fetchling can hear. He just kind of turns his head slightly and you uh, and then turns back and again smiles back down the stairs towards you. Overpower a minstrel with noise? I've never heard the decision less sound. Oh, come on then, try again. Let's go another round. He passes. Damn it. It does have Sonic and Bards have... Uh, real big bonus that are saved against sonic effects. Does anything happen if he passes or just nothing? Uh, half damage. Uh, so he does take a point of sonic damage. You have that going for you, which is nice. What was the status effect on me? You are shaken. Because uh, even a successful save against that spell makes you shaken for one round. Alright. I turned it on on my sheet, so. Alright. Dara. Down at the bottom of the, uh, in the center of the warehouse floor, almost amongst the stacks of boxes, you picked up the lantern 
from the fallen patrol that you'd taken down as you see the two more of them approaching down to your southwest. At the lamp in one hand, the crossbow in the other. You can hook the lamp on your belt and take him. What do you do? All right. Um, I can't see much from here. So I will go to... I'll go east one and then walk up uh, to the stairs to see if I can see anybody. Okay, so you... Uh, like over one... East one, north one? Uh, no, north all the way to the stairs. Oh, north all the way up to the stairs. Yeah, as you pass up... Uh, do you want to go all the way to the base of the stairs or just like up to the boxes south of it? Because you can see them from there. Your token is not aligning to the grid. Nice. Um, just to the boxes. Uh, I think it doesn't matter that mine exists outside. The second one exists. Hold on. Not on grid? None of the tokens are aligning to grid. Oh. Why is this happening? That's fine. I'll just try and put them mostly in the, uh, the squares, I guess, because nothing's aligning. Snapping's disabled entirely for some reason I don't understand. Okay. Fine for me. So, up to there, right, Joe? Yeah, just so I can see anyone. And, uh... uh and again, due to issues, I'm having to uh, move Joe's token for him, so it might take a second to fail where we're going at. You walk up there, and you can see the fetchling... All five copies of him and one injured assassin up on the stairs. All right. All right. And then I will ready my attacks. Um, if I see anyone come from below me. Uh, to full the... round action or a standard action ready to them? Um, it's a full round oh, action just ready too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so then. Okay, then, yeah, I will just. Actually, just on this turn, I'll just regular shoot at him. Because I walked up here and already next turn. Not too much of a difference. So I will just regular shot at him now. Which I... You can see on this side. Alright, like you can see me on this page. Rolling. Yes, I'll be able to see okay. you. And yeah, I will shoot one regular shot at him for a 23. Uh, the regular guy? No, the the... Uh, if I can see the bard, dude. Oh, the you can't see been... the bard, yes. Okay, um... Yeah. Even with the cover he has from the railing up the stairs there, shooting up from below, the 23, your shot does connect with one of them. Roll me a d6, re-roll the one. Six is him. Got it. Ooh! You hit him! <sighs> Directly seeing through the illusion here. <laughs> Dara fires a bolt directly into the actual bard. My hero. Up at the top of the stairs. And... Damn Hage. Please don't be bad. The yes. bolt mails him for nine damage! <laughs> Next rolling then! Bro! Thank a god. solid hit! As though unperturbed by Baylor's spell, this crossbow bolt sends him staggering backwards a bit up the stairs. Uh, which initiate is this? This is the one holding the lamp coming in from the west. He is going to five-foot step with his lamp uh, back down around the boxes and call back further into the western half of the warehouse. 
We're under attack! Guys, get the move on! Bard. Injured. And kind of surprised. Did not really expect this to befall him. And he... I had to refresh the page. Let me check real quick. I had to refresh the page to get my token snapping back, which means I lost all my uh, character sheets. Let me open the mulligan real quick. I'm just going to open the NPCs and hope you guys know what you're doing. I'll open yours later. Reeling and in pain, he looks down towards Dara. And he is going to cast another spell. Need you to make me a will save. It is an enchantment compulsion, if that matters. I don't think you have anything specific against different types of saves right now. Oh, a five. Damn. Oh, and, uh, with a five, as he finishes this spell, uh, you see the room around you kind of start, start to spin. You lose track of where you are and who is who. And as he sees you kind of wobble a bit on your feet. He laughs. Ha! What a stupid fool! In a proper context, you can't even make sense of what comes next. And he is going to five foot step back in through the door frame. Okay. No. okay. <coughs> I'm going to five foot step forward and yell back at him for someone using magic you sure do seem pretty easy to hit and then i'm gonna hit the silent initiate directly in front of me uh combat expertise so now takes us right up the stairs there it is gets a 22 to take a swing at this already injured initiate trying to press forward that hits the man he's already been crippled and slowed a bit by Inori's magic, and with nine damage, you step up, taunt the bard, and cut the only person standing between you and him down. And he collapses onto the stairs. The one behind him, up in the room, is going to step forward up to the doorway and just kind of peruse his surroundings here. And uh, as he looks at the situation, he sees you approaching the stairs and pulls out another one of the darts and tosses them down the stairway towards you. 21. And uh, these small metal darts are probably good enough at driving off just random people who may be poking a little too far into the warehouse, but against the man with a full breastplate and a shield raised in front of him, raining them down from the top of the stairs is doing nearly nothing as you deflect it easily off of your shield. Uh, Inori, unfortunately, continues to cower in the corner here, still overwhelmed by the bard's magic. Make me a new will save. Yay. Oh, my goodness. That's six. Well, a six is higher than a five. So you are slowly going upwards. It's just you got to get uh, the uh, the rest of the way there. So unfortunately, you are still terrified down the stack of boxes. 
uh, this initiate here is going to move as far as he can to rush into the room. Uh, and seeing at least some of his friends having fallen, he rushes up to take cover behind a stack of boxes near the middle of the warehouse floor. Uh, and from here, takes a look at the room and can't see a whole lot of anything. But he sneaks down amongst the boxes and you lose sight of him in the shadows. Baylor. I five foot step on the stairs. Yeah, you can five foot step on the stairs. Alright. They're not like oh. difficult terrain, so you can five foot step up with that. I'm perfectly fine. I mean, the difficult terrain where the dude's body is, but otherwise you're good. Yeah. Well, five foot step a little bit up the stairs. Gonna pull out the scroll of web. And use it. Try to cover as much of the space in between the boxes over here. Alright, how big of a web can you make? It is up to a 20 foot radius. Is it, it's not a line, is it? That's a stick between two points. It Let says webs in a 20 foot radius spread. Oh, damn. This may be way angrier than I thought it was. I thought it was like specifically a web. Oh yeah, it is a disc, is what it is. Cause it has to be anchored between various points. So it just like covers the floor. Well, you can't put it on the floor. It's gonna be something I have to walk through. So you oh. can throw it between all the boxes there. So like this whole area in here, like you can cover all of this basically in webbing. Because it's gotta have anchor points like that. All right, let me jam, let jam it real quick. You gotta have anchor points, so it's gotta connect like between the boxes. But you can have all sorts of webs like here. Yeah, I want to cover as much of the open space. You could have it going all the way back to there, and all oh, the way beautiful. down to about there. Because as long as it's got places to anchor, it can it can appear. You can cast it. So you lash it between the different stacks of crates and fill up that whole bottleneck via two bottlenecks down there which means anyone who wants to approach you is going to have to pass either through the webs or climb over the stack of boxes itself dara you find it difficult to parse the situation you're not sure who's friend or foe or what's going on or where you even are roll me a d100 you are oh, confused. baby. I think that it's more was... fun to have you guys roll the Confusion D100s. I'm going to try it. 62. Let me double check. I believe is you utterly confused and overcome with madness. Grab one of, a, one of your bolts to reload Dignity's Barb. But rather than put it into its knock properly and prepare another shot to fire, you jam the bolt into your arm with as much force as you can muster, desperately trying to figure out how this weapon is supposed to work. And what's your strength mod? Uh, not great. Um, zero. Zero? Or zero? Yeah. Okay, I figured it might be zero. Uh, you do four damage to yourself. Okay. 
All right, the other guy at the bottom, now that we have come a full circuit here, is going to add two more friends to the initiative table. Roll them. All right, they're pretty much where they go anyway. That works out. Uh, Nori, what is your initiative modifier? Um, check. One. Okay, so he's above you. Right, there we go. All good. And he is also going to make his way into the room and see this pile of webs. And he is going to move up here by the boxes, bringing the lamp with him. He hasn't put it down yet. And then he's going to move a further... Distance up here behind the rack of boxes. The bard continues his verbal assault as well as his magical. Relies on his scrolls. Is it not going well? What worth is a wizard who can't even spell? and step back here into view behind the other assassin. And he is going to cast yet another of his seemingly infinite bucket of spells. Nell, make me a will save. Compulsion? It is a compulsion, yes. Plus one. It is, but it is not a compulsion that makes you attack your allies, if that matters. It's just a compulsion. Ooh, I, I just get a, instead of the normal bravery, I get it for compulsion effects, so. No, oh, fair enough. But uh, that uh, is a 21. Yeah, well, like a 21, regardless of whether or not you get that modifier, you, uh, you shake that off. You feel, as he casts his spell, whatever this humor he has, whatever form it's taking, uh, bolstering his team, that one, a simple almost a stretch to make that rhyme but it really really hits you and you can feel his magic affecting you as same as it is his allies and it takes all of your willpower to stop from just falling to your knees with laughter but you end up with just a, a mere giggle escaping as you shake off this magic and continue on your way you're up well, your puns are getting better, but it's a shame your spells aren't. I'm going to move up to here, and I'm going to power attack. This guy needs to move out of my way. Oh, yeah. So you make it to the top of the stairs and try to fight the assassin standing in the doorway, the last thing standing between you and the fetchling bard. That is but, an 11. Yeah, with an 11 in the door frame there, it's hard for you to muster an assault. And he twists out of the way. This dagger at the ready. And he strikes back. He takes a swing in response. But he is equally unable to make any real progress here. Both of you 
stuck on opposite sides of this doorway, each trying to fight the other out and having this cautious duel over the crest of the stairs and through a relatively small door frame. Not a fantastic engagement for either of you. Exactly what the bard is hoping for. You hear footsteps as more reinforcements pour in from the western side of the warehouse. And Nori, still clutched with terror, make me another will save. You are consistently improving, that's a 10. But the good news is the la uh, next turn is the last round of you being frightened. Uh, so you do have that going for you. More footprints as more initiates come to join the fray, but find themselves stimmied by Belor's webs with no easy way to get across to the party. This is actually a pretty solid roadblock you have here. And Baylor, that brings us back around to you. Move the rest of the way up the stairs. Move up to the landing in the corner. Just a few stairs behind Nell. I think I gotta go for it. I'm... What was the name of that trade? I don't know. <laughs> what is the name no. of that trade? What do you got? I, I, I've got it on my sheet. I'm looking for it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to activate my guiding spirit trait that we talked about. Oh, right. Okay. And cast Scorching Ray at the initiate in front of Nell. Scorching Ray is pretty fucking spooky. So, do you... What do you do? How does this work, exactly? Like, in uh, in character? What is happening? Like, the the way we, we're changing it to, to work with my Chronomancer stuff? I remember this conversation, but not the specifics of it, which is why I'm asking. I know we yeah, had this conversation. I, I am going to take a brief look into the future and see two different possibilities and pick which one of them is going to happen as I fire this spell off. So Bellar and his political aspirations is to decide that chronomancy was the most useful for his own advancement and it's specifically for this, being able to see briefly into the future and see what could possibly be is much better for making decisions to what will possibly be. And he blasts the scorching ray out towards the assassin top of the stairs. It will be difficult to hit him around now, but all you have to do is hit him. You don't have to score a good hit. A glance is as good as a, a full body shot with a attack such as this. Give me that roll. So one possibility. I can roll the 14. We get a 14, and trying to be overly cautious, the ray singes the doorframe, missing its mark. 
Other possibility. And I the get a other, 16. You have a 16. Where the ray blasts past Nell, barely grazing past his breastplate. But just by the very nature of his position, the doorframe also misses its mark on the initiate inside. Misses anyway. Dara, you can act normally. It's just, it was just one round confusion. Oh, beautiful. Um, I will walk up the stairs as far as I can go and shoot the first thing I see. Unless it's the unless I can see the bard, then I will shoot that. Okay, so as far as you can go in one movement is to yep. about halfway up the stairs to here. And from there I yeah, the only thing you can see is a silent initiate in the doorway as well, who's also still gonna be blocked by Nell. Okay. Then so I you will can shoot, shoot it. it. You can shoot at him, it's just yep. he does the soft counter bonus. I will shoot at that guy regular style. As With you advance the stairs, you loose a quick shot from the crossbow. And uh, that one, unfortunately, just barely glances past the initiate here, who is fully on the defensive at this point, dodging rays of fire and crossbow bolts showering in, as well as the swordsman standing in front of them. Meanwhile, back at the bottom of the stairs, you see... One of the initiates crest the top of the stack of boxes, uh, 40 feet above the floor of the warehouse, up above Inori. And as he climbs up, he takes a brief look around, sees Inori below him and the three of you on the stairs, and you see him turn back and motion to the someone behind him to follow in his path. The bard, once again, Readies a spe- uh, begins to cast a spell, continuing his tirade. He's resisted my spell! Will these people be my bane? Ah, never mind. Let's just try again. Making another will save. Nell, same thing. And that is a solid 15. Mm. Um, with a 15. Which is. 16, that? if it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the enchantment compulsion. You once again resist it. And the bard moves further back into the room, <laughs> gaining what distance he can. No. Why are you running away? I sim- simply want to shake such a wonderful comedian's hand as I power attack the man in front of me again. And uh, with a 16, this time, you do connect. Just add two to this, because I don't have a macro, so that's 11. All right, so you hit for 11, and uh, as you finish that, this man, this initiate, he has stood firm for some time, but he could only take so many attacks before finally he is brought down in the doorway as well. More pulling up from behind, but nothing now stands between you and the fetchling. You five foot. I actually seven. have a full movement, don't I? You do have an entire movement, yes. You okay. just standard action, so you can move all the way up to him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nell has just chopped his way up this guy. So he cuts he through could... and rushes into the room around the desk, 
blocking any path the Fetchling has to escape, seeing the door behind him. And Nori, the save doesn't matter because this is the last round that you are feared regardless. So unfortunately, you are just having to take the whole thing there. Uh, but if you, if it's only one round, then it's you auto take it. Well, because the the save is so that you're good for the. It's at the end of your round. So if you make the save, uh, you're good at the next round. But you're good at the next round anyway because you've only got one round left on it. I see. Was it frightened or feared? He was frightened. Feared's okay. not a status effect. Frightened is the one that makes you run away and cower. Uh, so, gotcha. Baylor, what does Webb do if you move through it? Uh, I have this up. I figured you did. That's why I asked you. Must make a combat maneuver check or escape artist check as part of their move action. If they fail, they end their movement and become grappled. DC is... Only 13, because it was from a scroll. Okay. So, escape artist. But it is difficult terrain either way. Right. Alright, so you would be able to see down the stairs, because this would uh, end his stealth immediately. Uh, a man emerging from the boxes, trying to push through your webs, very much underestimating how badly he was going to get stuck. Uh, <laughs> that guy is super, super stuck in the webs down there at the bottom. And you can just see that in the edge of the light as he cries out in a mixture of surprise and fear. Baylor. I'm gonna run back down the stairs push past Dara and as I'm pushing past him I'm going to cast Cat's Grace on him hey All right. I assume that's good that gives you plus four dexterity that's amazing so as he moves down the stairs he buffs the crossbowman as he passes who now is going to do what like, all you, buddy. All another you. Another front for this as uh, initiates are being to crest the stack of the boxes to get around the webs above Inori. But you still have the fight before you with the Fetchling and Nell. Okay. Um. I will just move as far as I can up the stairs again and just regular shoot at the guy. Because uh, I can't just take a five foot to see him. Um. I don't know. If I move to the just to the furthest east without going up the stairs any further, can I still see down the stairs and into the room? You need to go up the stairs to see all the way into the room because that's ten more feet of stairs. You have to oh, be I, like, like up. At, okay. at the square. Yeah. yeah, you have to be at the square in front of the door to be able to see up in the room. Okay, then I'll move up to there. Okay, so you move up to the doorway, uh, taking your position between the two slain bodies that Nell has cut his way through, and from here you have a perfectly good visual on the fetchling bard and you can take your shot with plus four dexterity right so that's not going to be automatically in the macro it's it not a plus two you. yeah or we can or you can just roll we can add plus two afterward if you want to yeah we'll see so 17 Is that's that with what plus the, or without it no that yeah they back that that put it in because normally it would just be a plus 10 so that, okay, now it's with the it. Holy yeah. shit, you're we're level three. I didn't think you'd already be hitting on fives at this point. But there you yeah. are. 17 hits. Uh, roll me oh, another beautiful. D6. 
Yes. One is three roll, six is him. Can you find the bard twice? Hit him, hit him in the face, hit him, fuck. <sighs> oh well, I blow it in. Unfortunately, you couldn't get lucky twice. You lost track of him as he moved up into the room and lost your mark of which one was true. And as now they all show the image of the crossbow bolt sticking from them as well as the blood running down his side, you blast away one of the phantasms with your attack. This initiate up top is going to take his movement to clamber down from the boxes here. And he will be left, I'll put this up, uh, just standing atop some boxes at the very bottom of the stack. Taking a swing into near darkness at Inori. There is no light down here at the bottom. He can just hear her because in her frightened and panicked state, she's not quiet. She's constantly scuttling, scouring, uh, trying to bury herself behind the boxes. And she's not afraid of this initiate. She's afraid of the bard. She makes no action to try to move or reposition herself as he comes down. And he takes the opportunity to swing. But the advantage you have is it's complete darkness. So as he swings, he has a 50% miss chance. And miss he does. As you can hear him come down and his dagger connect with the uh, box right next to you, thudding itself into the wood nearby. He's just swinging towards the scraping sounds that Nori makes as she scuttles. Mr. Smiles, smile always on his face, seems not terribly distraught by the current situation and turns the dar as one of his images is just vaporized before his eyes. Which one to hit? Which one is me? Is it number one? Maybe clone three. And steps around Nell, swinging with the sickle in his hand as he does. It is 20, so. In a stark contrast to the rest of the assassins here who were just swinging almost blindly with their daggers, the bard is as skilled with the blade as he is with his words and magic. And as you rush into the room, he exploits your haste and cuts around your shield. You find it difficult to block with the shape of the blade as if it was designed to get right into the weak points of your armor. And he strikes you for eight damage. But it is your turn now. Finally, someone worth a damn. I'm going to intimidate him. Okay, so you're just going to take the standard action to uh, just try yeah. to intimidate him? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a 19. Shami, what's the DC for intimidate? It's 10 <laughs> plus your wisdom modifier plus your level, I believe. Plus your hit dice. 10 plus hit dice plus wisdom modifier. And for the first time, you see the smile on his face start to slip. He's not so sure of himself anymore. You know, now you gotta RP that. What did you say to fucking scare him? 
I'm going to five foot step down here as I say, there's no escape. You have three clones. Unless you think that window will save you, this won't be over. This will be over shortly. Meanwhile, down at the pile of boxes, Inori sees, or would hear, rather, because it is there's no light down there, she would hear yet more of the initiates clambering over the crates behind her. But now, she has regained control. The spell has worn off, and she's come to grips. You can't see, but you can hear the man next to you, to your south, swinging a dagger, and you're snapped back to reality as it thuds into the box you're hiding behind. And you hear the sound of more boots climbing over the crates near you. At least two, possibly three more men on their way. Okay. Um, I'm going to do it regardless. Are If I... Can I withdraw to the stairs without provoking? Or is that how that works? Or He can't see you, so you don't provoke anyone. I didn't want to like meta-ask if I would provoke if I ran. Yeah, or... I, mean, I like staying at Cater as much as possible, obviously. But if you got a rules question, you got a rules question. He can't see you. So uh, he can tell what square you're in by sound. I'm lifting that from second edition because it's a way better way to deal with things. You can just tell by sound if you don't stealth what square you're in. But since he can't see you, you never provoke. Gotcha. Unless, I mean, you bet he, if he has dark vision, you provoke, but I mean, <laughs> right. he just fucking whiffed, which... He just stabbed the box just, beside he you. Just, he just, he was, it just a total miss. Like, it was near you, but not at you, so it's a pretty safe bet he doesn't have dark vision. So you can just move. Okay. I'm gonna, I wanna double move to the stairs if I can. Okay, you can absolutely do it. That's 50. I know there's bodies there, so it's probably like... 55 a... for pushing past Baylor, but yeah, that's you wouldn't be able to get to the next body Okay. regardless, because that's also a difficult terrain. So that's as far as you can get is uh, you dash back up the stairs, taking up your position on the landing as the team begins to press in around the bard now cornered in this room. And that's... Uh, yeah, that was double move. Yep. That leaves us this guy. Who, in a change from the rest of them, is going to bring the lantern with him as he climbs up, uh, bringing light, spilling over, illuminating the two more initiates climbing over the boxes, as well as the one at the bottom, currently down on the floor. Uh, breaking out of webs, just like breaking out of a grapple, and then when it can move, like it's difficult terrain, or how does that work? Yeah, they can. It's difficult terrain, and it's just like breaking out of a grapple. The DC is thirteen because it's from okay. a scroll. So he breaks out of the grapple, and then he can just move as if it was difficult terrain. That's the standard action. Okay. He can't get all the way out of it. Does he get grabbed again if he's still in it at the end of the turn, or is it just difficult terrain now? Let me look again. Web is a very complex spell. It does many things. Yes, it says anyone moving through the webs is okay. the wording it puts. So we'll have to make another check next turn, basically. I assume so, to yes. To move through the rest of it. Okay, but you see him start to push through, and he's, he's struggling and just swiping almost uselessly with his dagger, making 
very little headway, but he's pushed almost all the way through the webs now. And Baylor, from your position, you can see now four initiates approaching from the western edge of the warehouse. And it is your turn. Are all of them, like, out in the open? Like, not with any cover or anything? Unless webs provide cover, which I don't think they do. There's one guy's in the web still. Yeah. He's not competent. And at the other three, two of them with the with the four, they're 40 feet above the ground at the top of the crates. And the guy with the boot is just standing on top of some crates at the bottom. So none of them are covered. No, they're all exposed. Well, the guy with the boot. No, he's on top of the crate. So yeah, they're all exposed. I'm going to shoot a splintered spear at this guy. The guy with the lamp. Good pick. So you turn seeing the initiates approaching, literally crawling through the webs and the crates to get to you, and you were the nearest to them. So it's time to start some suppressing fire. You take a shot at the one who's thought to bring the lantern with him. And get a 10 and probably miss. And with the 10 firing up at that kind of an angle, it was a snap decision and you didn't, have, you didn't take the time to properly align your shot, unfortunately, and it splatters off some of the boxes he's standing on. And backing up up the stairs. Okay. Um, Team moving into position behind you. Inori and Baylor taking up your rear, and Nell in the room dueling with the four copies of the bard that are left. Then I will take my turn waiting. If uh, he does anything, I'll shoot. And one, specifically because Dara doesn't like him, if he speaks, he will shoot. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, that's all. Yeah, so, you, you know, specifically like for two different things. Uh, this guy here on top of the boxes is now going to make his move up to the stairs as well, uh, coming up behind the team. Uh, but still, they're confined to this narrow staircase, and there's only so much they can do here. And he, as he rushes up, he draws one of the metal darts that they've showered down from above and throws his up towards Baylor. Oh, maybe. AC 16? 16. And it is just barely deflected off by the magic of your mage armor and still manages to puncture a hole and catch at the side of your robe. But it's just... If it caught skin at all, it's just pain and an insignificant wound. Tis but a scratch. Obviously, the bard is going to continue talking, which is both talking and doing a thing. So take both of your shots, Dara. You let loose with one bolt, a 17, and a second. Let's get about the attack rolls out first with a 20. Roll me a d4. Four is him for the first shot. That's a four. The first bolt connects with the bard. And the second, roll it again. This dude is not getting any value out of his magic. Uh, the second shatters through one of the mirror images. Oops. What the fuck? That's not at all what I clicked on. <laughs> that's not even the same. That's like four rows down. That's weird. All right, so you hit him with one bolt. Roll me some damage. 
And you get half dex to damage on this, don't you? Um, you I do. One more dex, so. But, uh, d it, does this not... Does one not reroll? Sorry. No, that was because he has four images. It was because he had number five total, and there's not a T5. Oh, I see. So, I see. so two, three, four, five are images, and six was him, one was due over. But there's four Makes right sense. now, so it's just four is him. Okay, so my regular modifier is... It's half my dex modifier, so now it's six. So it should be with a plus three. So... So Maximum yeah, two more damage again as you hit him for eleven. <sighs> Very and nice. As you shoot a shot, he turns to you. You look quite cross. Should I? And a crossbow bolt slams into his chest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he comes and staggers a bit, clearly wounded. And he looks and sees all of you approaching up the stairs, and looks towards No. And he has stopped smiling completely. This is the wiped from the fetchling's face. He looks at Nell and turns back to the window. Says, the window? That's not bad. My guns have been useless. They've made me so sad. And he is going to withdraw and dive out the window. <laughs> I really hope he kills himself with this. Does that, does that... Oh yeah, he withdraws. Never mind. He will absolutely take fall damage. Like, he, he will 10,000% take fall damage as he lands. And you uh, you hear him, unless, hear me out, does the web prevent fall damage? Is it like a soft landing? Because he's landing on the web. I oh, don't man. think it says anything about that. The one thing well, it doesn't have... Well, you don't know because you lose sight of him as he crashes through the window. So... Wherever he is, this is 20 feet above the ground. Oh, this is 40 feet above the ground. So Jesus Christ. Surely his landing is quite painful, but you lose sight of him as he crashes <laughs> through the glass. I like I mean, do we those. get any sound effects? He crashes through the glass and you hear him slam into the ground. <laughs> nothing more than that. Oh, I think I broke my leg. Oh, God. No. I will run over to here, take a look out, see if I see him real quick on my way out of the room. I mean, looking down, you don't have a light on you, and it's very dark down there. You see the bodies of everyone from the patrol that you've taken down there. There are many silent initiates laying, bleeding out bodies. the web. And you see the one assassin currently trying to struggle to get through, but looking down, you don't immediately see any side of him, no. All right, I will keep moving. I believe that would be 30 feet. And then I will push past Dara and say, Dara, take the window. And I believe that is the end of my movement because I wouldn't have enough to get through both of them, would I? Uh, every step on the squares right on the stairs right now is difficult terrain because it is either a body or it yeah. is a person. So yeah, yeah so I'd be stuck here. All right, this man in the back is going to clamber down from the boxes. It's not quite a climb check, but I'm going to say a double move gets him down to the bottom. Inori. Okay, I am going to cast shield on myself. 
All right. And that gives you uh, immediately plus four to your AC as the shimmering yes. field of magic floats in front of you, uh, moving almost automatically to deflect anything that would harm you. And uh, then I'm just going to move right to there. You're going to move up to the assassin on the stairs. It's over. You have the high ground. That's right. That's uh, what I'm banking on. Guy is also going to, with his lamp in one hand, the dagger in the other, clamber down from the boxes to join his ally. Well, this guy is going to make another combat maneuver check to not get stuck in the webs again. Meanwhile, the story of this dude. It's not going well. <laughs> he loves the webs. He must love the web. Surely you can tell. Baylor. That was me, not the part. I, that was a personal <laughs> one. He is stuck in the webs again. <laughs> He's having a real rough time with this web spell. You got a lot of value. You, you got him stuck and you delayed the other three by like three rounds climbing over the boxes. That was a really good web. That might be the most value web I've ever seen cast in Pathfinder. Out of a scroll, too. Because there are some chose to go around it. They could maybe have pushed it faster, but this dude's doing it having a really bad time. <laughs> He's grappled again. I'm going to push past everybody and I can get to that point in the room. Yeah, you're gonna get up to the top and get as far away from the guys with knives as physically possible because that's not really, that's not what you do. Hey, I like the window too. That is fair. I can do ranged. That is true. You can win. It's broken now, so you can shoot stuff down through the window because the bard's body has opened that up as a new portal for attack. So Inori now buffed. Until we get back around to the bard's initiative, I think they still have the bard buff on them. Because he did it on his initiative, but he yeah. unless he upkeeps it, they still have it for now. He is going to yeah. try to swing at Inori, but with this new shimmering shield floating in front of her and him having nothing but a dagger at his disposal, he just can't manage to mount a successful assault. And he is going to five footstep back down the stairs a bit away from her. Dara. Yeah, okay. Targets down the stairs. Right. This is uh, what you're made I will to move. Do. I'm gonna move to the window. Kissy. The bard. He yeah, really doesn't up. like the bard. Let's move up to the window and look down. You do not immediately see any sign of the bard. No. You see bodies in that one guy who is still stuck in the web <laughs> for like uh, the fourth consecutive round. He's not... literally been in the web for 30 seconds now while this fight's happening. Yeah. Not interested in the guy in the web. Um, I'm not going to jump down. That's a terribly dumb idea. Uh, and I'll shoot at the uh, furthest away dude, the one that seems to have a light on him. Uh, not the okay. furthest away, but the yeah, further Yeah, the guy away. with the lamp. All right, so you take your position in the window and fire down and take a plus one to your attack rolls for high ground as you fire down onto this guy with the lamp as he clambers off the stack of boxes. Got it. And he... But he, uh, that's way further than 30, right? Yeah, you're definitely... Out, to the ground, it's further than 30. So you're definitely out of point blank range, so it neutralizes okay. out, I guess. You just lose the point blank on damage. Hey! That oh, is a shit. 30, speaking of numbers, and yeah. also a hard 19 is a crit 
threatens. So uh, go ahead guys. and try to confirm that, buddy. You All have right. been crit city in this fight. The 27 soldier he is. Okay. He is in his own. He is Can I just, like, mode. if you always give me Cat's Grace, I think we might be okay. <laughs> just, just FYI, that's really it's a school spell. I'm always gonna have it. His training has taken over at this point. He has reverted back to soldier. This is no longer the infiltration he was uh, concerned with before. This isn't sneaky. This is a fight. He is posted in an advantageous position, and he has his bow. This is what Dara does. Roll me that crit damage. There's one. There is two. So yeah, without point blank, and it not be single bolt, you put him down. As he comes down, he collapses down off the end of the box on the floor, dropping the lantern onto the ground. Now, glory. Well, I believe that I need to head down these stairs, but I know Anori is on them. Uh. Would I be able to hop down the stairs from, like, halfway down? Yeah, that would be, like, a 20-foot fall. So you would be like definitely... Yeah, if you... Jumping intentionally, if you make the acrobatics check, you would just take non-lethal damage and not be prone. Because okay. you're jumping intentionally and there's the acrobatics check. Otherwise, you're going to take a d6 of damage and then a d6 of non-lethal because it was intentional. And I uh, think I'll just push past prone. then. Okay. I'm not confident that I'll make the acrobatics. Yeah, jumping down off a 20-foot staircase is fairly hard to do in heavy armor. <laughs> so Medium just, armor, even. Yeah, so just combat expertise. Coming up, doing my typical thing. That's a 15. And uh, with a 15, as you push past Nori, and Nori swings, he takes like a retreating strike, and you charge past the Nori and take your swing. And he's already on the defensive, backing down the stairs. But this one does swing past him. Uh, this guy is going to walk forward and reach into his pouch as he approaches. And he is going to pull out a, not a dart this time, but a tiny black pellet, which he then throws onto the stairs, uh, creating a small cloud of smoke on top of of the initiate on the stairwell, obscuring him from view. Inori. Uh. He just threw a smoke bomb up to his buddy, so you uh, you would be fighting blind swinging into it, if you could even reach it, because Nell's there now. Yeah. So but now like, I'm thinking- If you fire like a ray of frost or anything, you're, it's a concealed target, so you did the 50-50. Right. How far is it to drop off the stairs below me? It's uh, 20 feet. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. Damn it. Is it like so halfway up the staircase here? So it's like 10 feet for the for these lower squares. Yeah, exactly. Dara did that one earlier. Ah, man. That actually makes perfect sense, because you said it's 40 feet, so every, like, two Yeah, pretty much. Feet. Jesus, and it's acrobatics to do it. Yep. Oh. You're strength magus. Hey, come on, you're a bounty hunter. You've chased people down through urban landscapes before. It's be nothing for Anori. 
I know, in theory, you're right, it shouldn't be, and it's it's probably less of, less the rooftop runner kind of bounty hunter and more the just show up on the bar and fucking tackle him kind of bounty hunter. A little bit of both. I'm going to jump the fucking railing and probably crash right. and burn. Roll me an acrobatics check. As you drop into the darkness under the boxes below you. That is a five. You do in fact crash and both burn. And uh, unable to see the boxes below, you misjudge the distance. And uh, you land with a crash and a tumble. And you take four damage and six non-lethal damage as you fall 20 feet into the sprawl below and land prone. However, that is one move action, so you can use your second move action to stand up if you want to. Yeah, stand up and act like nothing happened. Did you have any non-lethal before? Or did you just put the six in the blue? I just put What's it there. Your... Okay, I'll just make it sure. So I was like, if you take another six, you actually knock yourself out jumping up the stairs. No, I just did that. This guy doesn't need to be on initiative anymore. That guy is dead. Uh, all right, Websley. Let's see if you can get out. Nope. Still in the webs. Baylor. I am totally taking that spell later. That dude is still just struggling, and as he's at the very end, he's at the fucking finish line, and he tried to just bolt through and got himself caught in just too many strands at once, and now he's just stuck, and he can barely even wiggle. That's true. Nobody can see Anori. They can't see her mistake. They can hear her crash through all the boxes below and climb back up to her feet, but nobody saw that. It's yeah, she did a superhero it. landing through it. Yeah, nobody yeah, saw that. Right. That's completely correct. Yeah, it doesn't say owl, just assume that she All just she knows, Nell ran past her again, getting in the fucking <laughs> way, so she had to do something else. Let's just say she has a box. Alright, Baylor. I'm gonna shoot a splinter. I'm gonna shoot a splintered spear at that guy, since I can see him through the window. Which guy? Eh. Oh, I thought you meant web guy. I was like, leave web guy alone. His life's hard enough. No, I I, I can't see web guy from where I'm at. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. I could be way too directly below. You'd have to be, like, where Dara is to see him. All right, so take a shot. Shooting at said, the guy who threw the smoke pellet. He said plus one for height. Plus one for high ground on range attacks. With a 17, he lands one. And as that guy's distracted with the fight on the stairs, he sees his bard crash through the window, surely, but turns his attention back to the fight before him and is completely unaware as the splintering spear pierces down from the heavens dealing eight damage uh, nearly knocking him over and pinning him to the wall as he staggers now showering blood and he's bleeding for his... one. Oh, he's actually dead on his initiative okay fair enough guys <laughs> <laughs> i took it i'm good <laughs> yeah he's, he's okay for now he's got about five initiative steps for that stops being true Swinging from the shadows, Nell, you see the flash of a dagger as the initiate in front of you strikes out from his new shroud of cover. But he's just as blind trying to look out as you are looking in. And these attacks, though they are surprisingly aimed for the situation, he can't see you at all, surely, but he is still striking almost as effectively as if he could. But still, it's a knife versus a breastplate and a shield, and you have the high ground here on these stairs. You're able to just kind of push forward and force your shield into his reach, stopping him from getting any effective swings. Dara. You can see Web Guy, you can see the cloud of smoke on the stairs, and you can see the 
Guy who was struck with a splintered spear, uh, crippled and bleeding down below, but still standing. Dar is going to kneel and grimace. Uh, he's going to take the lantern. Uh, no, he's not. Because if I throw that, it's going to shatter, right? It will. It's like it's just glass iron lantern. It'll clatter. Like the glass sides of it might shatter, but the like wrought iron casing will still be intact. All right, I'll do it just in case. Uh, I'll throw it. I'll or just drop it down rather, so the light can get further. Not gonna throw it into the web, because uh, drop it down. Don't put fire the, on the web. Yeah, exactly. You drop it down onto the tumble of boxes. Do you not? Do you not? I do not. <laughs> <sighs> Still can't see the guy. Dara will, uh, sad face. And ready to attack. If the guy leaves the web, he's going to oh, shoot. Oh, you him. got one attack because he threw the lantern down. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, he'll ready to uh, shoot the guy if he leaves. The web. All right, if that guy leaves the web, he's getting shot. Uh, no. Well, I mean, I'm not really about to try and hit someone I can't see without a reasonable chance. I'm gonna five foot step back, take a look <laughs> over the railing, and laugh a little bit and drink a potion. You can't see shit. You There's can, a light now. I, mean, I can, can see hear you. it. Well, he sees up by now, but I mean, probably clearly been dazed in the vault, but he can hear it. He didn't see you eat shit, but he's pretty sure you ain't shit. <laughs> he's gonna luck over, pull out a potion, drink it, heal for three. Uh, this guy is gonna die. <laughs> As he, uh, he's like, oh, raises his dagger, stumbles forward, and then just flops onto the stone floor of the warehouse. Inari. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, chuckle back up into the darkness and, you know, casually say fuck you to Nell and drink a potion <laughs> myself. <laughs> Where, where is my potions? There it is. What flavor is yours, Anori? Mine was cherry. I don't know. These are the fancy ones. Oh, shit. Oops. Hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> and bye. I mean, keep going. You're fine. Keep going, but I don't fix this. I oopsed. Okay, so... It's a D8 plus one. That's right? Yes. Yes. That's pretty much all potions, right? Just minimum. Potions are pretty much always minimum, yeah. You can technically make them more. It is incredibly cost inefficient. Yeah, it's super duper not worth it. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Is, what is what happening? <laughs> They're all funny. <laughs> I just see the web, the web guy, everything, the all the here. bodies, just everything is leaving. Yeah, it's like freaking jumping across the thing, and I don't understand why this is happening. The puppy and muncher has arrived. I think I like, it's kind of laggy for me, though. I think I'm like accidentally selecting everything. When I click once, it like it registers as a click and drag or something. Okay, so you drink a potion, you heal for six, you move out. Technical issues day is technical issues day. 
At least we got to play. We did get to play. Okay, is that you, Inori? Yeah, that's all of it. Alright, this guy is... Oh, you're in front of him. He's gonna try to break out the webs. I just, I'm, I'm standing here because I want to see it happen right in front of me. He <laughs> fucking does it. Dara, uh, take your shot! Take your shot! It's gonna Take say it. Overwatch, but uh, it's not is it because I'm taking a readied shot. This has my uh, readied stuff. Okay. Back of the head. Not what I meant. As you, you hit him for eight damage. Yeah, the the bolt thuds into just the core of his body. He's he's barely like staggering forward as he comes out. The bolt hits him and he stumbles forward and stops directly in front of Minori and reaches into his bag and pulls out uh, one of the smoke pellets. Valor. Can I, from where I am, just like stick my head through the window and look yeah. around to see if there's anybody else? I'll give it to you. You can see the guy in front of Nori, and there's still the dude in the smoke cloud on the stairs. So you can definitely tell he's there, but you can't draw a very effective bead on him. I mean, may as well. I don't think we need that anymore. I think Mr. Smiles can come off the initiative table now. May as well just fire a spear into the smoke. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, go for it. Worst happens, you miss. That's this still high enough above that for the plus one? Yeah, he's barely. He's only like five, ten feet off the ground. Uh, a fourteen, though. Your spear hits off the railing of the stairs. This can he see guy, it coming? He cannot. He is flat-footed. That probably hits him. You are correct. He can't see it coming. All right, roll me your 50-50. Roll D100. Oh, man. Oh. Nope. Oh, well. He didn't see it coming, but you couldn't see where it was going either. So I mean, I guess He heard it hit close to his face somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a watch at that point. All right, this guy... What are you going to do, guy? He's just... He sees a Nori circling down below, and at this point, he would like to go that way. So he's going to fling a dart down off the stairs at a Nori, and as you're moving out and drinking this potion, just suddenly a dart flashes out from the darkness, but it's from the darkness again, and it just kind of clatters off the, the stone floor, or a packed dirt floor, rather five-ish feet away from you as he just flings it generally towards the sound. Dara. Um. God, I don't want to jump down. <laughs> Actually, it's not you yet because you are now... Oh, yeah, I moved. Yeah. yeah, it's Nell now. I'm going Potion to move. Potion gets rid of non-lethal too, right? Potion, yeah, you heal that much regular. You heal six and you heal six non-lethal. Gotcha. So you basically got a 12-point heal on that potion, which is pretty hot. I'm gonna move right up to here again, five foot step, and I'm gonna say to this one in front of me, that smoke's not gonna help you much here in a second, and let's see if he's intimidated. How long does this spell last, Baylor? Fucking Fratelli decides it's gone. Uh, that is a 21. Cat's Grace? 21? Yes. Oh, Cat's Grace is better. Yeah, three minutes. Oh, uh, wow. 21, okay, roll me to D100. For an Intimidate? 
Oh, that was in the head. Yeah, it's intimidating. Well, yeah, he's definitely shaking. He's he's having, a, he's having a bad time in there. It's, things aren't going well in the... Uh, you know about the rounds thing, right? In the cloud. Yeah, it's a one and then plus one for your five by which you beat the DC. That's what I'm trying to figure out real quick since DC. It's not high. It's 11. Now it's actually 10. Okay, so he's... So he's I, I couldn't fail. He's very, <laughs> he's very shooken. He has, he's, he's level one, but he has eight whiz. So it's, it's oh hard. boy. Inori. <laughs> well. You have a man in front of you who finally gave, got through the webs. What did he win? A bolt in the <laughs> back of the head for one. We definitely want a bolt in the fucking spine, but what else did he win? Pretty guy. Probably a pretty painful death at the end of my black blade here in a second. Uh, with a 15. Perhaps not, actually. Perhaps not the painful death at the end of the Black Blade. Oh, no. The 15 will not connect with him, no. You want to move anywhere? Otherwise, Dara. Uh, I'm on a five foot step back. Or not, not that yeah, way. Yeah, five foot step back. So there you go. Alright, Dara. Um, he, I will hold again. Uh, if that man moves, I will shoot it. And if I can, if the other one comes into where I can see him, I will shoot him. Uh, cause I know there's one other one, but I don't think I'll be able to attack him. But if he, for some reason, runs down the stairs, I will shoot at him. All right. Uh, well, he is gonna, I mean, immediately take a swing at Inori. Well, he's gonna, he's gonna move, he's gonna raise the smoke bomb to throw at the ground, actually, because he did a smoke bomb last turn. And as he goes to throw it at the ground, you get one shot before he is also enshrouded in smoke. Okie dokie. Regular style. Bang. 21. 21 hits. Regular style okay. successful. And bang. He's dead. And hitting him for six Dunk. damage. The smoke bomb drops out, poofs on the ground, and you just see the body flop out of the edge of the smoke. He does not get a turn. Baylor. Oh. Walk over to the door, trying to get a better view of the stairs. Just say to Nell, push him out of it. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Fair enough. Are you gonna? That's just a move. You gonna ready anything? Nah, I think I'm good. Okay. I'm kind of running out of stuff. This guy is gonna super withdraw. This dude is gonna withdraw out of the cloud to here, and that's one move action. And he is going to start scrambling up the boxes. <laughs> you probably have about 20 feet worth of boxes uh, with that round. No. Dara ready to shoot him when he came out? Oh, yeah. Dara's ready to shoot him. Dara, take a shot <laughs> as he runs toward the boxes. Uh... All right. Dara is not happy with the killing now. 
he's not he's no longer enjoying the fact that he's saving his friends and just pretty much shooting people running from him. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, you'd see him move to step out of the thing and shoot, and your bullet would already be in the air when you realized he was trying to get away. Yeah, yeah actually, you were don't like, care at all. Hair trigger ready, and with a twenty-six, you're not. It's not a horrible moral conundrum. Clearly, you hit him. Nah, yeah. <laughs> and means. Like, for uh, all you know, he's going after Inori right now. Yeah, you see him moving out, you fire instantly, and as the bolt yeah. hits him, you can see him continue running towards the box and start trying to climb. So realistically, he's only actually here. He's only gotten out of the smoke as you fire. Oh, right. Okay, so I, I know the uh, Overwatch normal-style damage is the one I haven't taken. The only macro I haven't made, so this will be too higher currently. Okay. As Dara loses one more bolt from his bow, it strikes the fleeing man in the thigh as he realizes he is trying to escape, and the man desperately tries to scrabble up the boxes here to get away, stumbling as he runs. No. I, I'm fully aware he's running, right? Yeah. You can definitely Face also... after him to bash him with my shield for non-lethal. I mean, he's 20 feet up the box. Is he double move? So he won't be able to keep up with him. Well, he withdrew, which is a double move. She technically didn't have to because nobody could see him, but still. Well, can so I throw you my... Gotta... You throw your axe at him? No, my shield. You I'm trying to knock this guy out. out. You can't... Your shield is strapped to your arm. You can't just throw your shield at him. No, shields are a move action. Unequip? Is to it really just on a an... move action? Yeah, shield, it's just a thing over your arm. You just you put your then, arm in there and you grip then the Then I thing. guess, yes, you can... Captain of him, dude. You can't see him because he's on the other side of the smoke. No, I'm, I'm going to move down, which would put me pretty much right below him. I don't, like... I try not to argue people's moves, but I have to wonder, can you actually non-lethally... Well, that would be three actions, first of all. You'd have to move... That's Unequip true, the shield actually. And yeah. throw it. Okay. So um, the, the, the discussion about whether you can non-lethally throw a shield is irrelevant because yeah. you don't have the three actions necessary to do it. I mean, if I can't get to him, I'm just going to taunt him again. I, I, I can't stop him, so I'm just going to taunt him. I'm just going to say that he's quite the pansy for trying to take this place, well, ambush us, and then, then run. Inari. I want to see... I mean, she's fighting in her instinct right now. This dude's running away. I, I'm going to chase him. <laughs> um, you going to chase him? I'm going to try to... He's very wounded. He is just barely conscious, like Ray of Frost and take him down just barely conscious. He is just, yeah. after taking that bolt, he is stumbling and just probably through sheer, like, pure shock that he's even still moving. Yeah, see, I don't have Rhea Frost. I, I thought you did. Oh, okay, never mind. No. Uh. Alright. If I run right directly, actually, can you, can I five foot step and then climb? As my move? No, because climbing is movement. But you can, from where you were, you can climb up within melee range up on the boxes. 
you can chase up after him and give him a slap if you so choose. Oh yeah, I'd like to do that. Very much so. So you, uh, you, you bounty hunter instincts kick in. Run up, start climbing up the boxes after him, sword in one hand. Again, this isn't like a steep enough for a climb check. You're climbing boxes. It's slightly harder than stairs. It's difficult terrain, basically. And you swing Karin up above you at him as he tries to get away. And with a 20, you oh. definitely hit him. Okay. And within a second eight damage hit, this guy is clearly not going to take that. As you slap him, and with a grunt, his bloodied body tumbles back down the boxes. It would definitely ground. be overkill, too, because there was Hello. still good from that chill touch. What do you do? Because this is the combat ender. What do you do? Oh, okay. I got to remember that. I got to get in the habit of that. So he scrambles up to the top, looking down at Nelly. He's just get, getting away, and he turns around, getting ready to run, and out of the corner of his eye, he sees Inori parkouring up these boxes, and before he can even react, she's gutting him from behind with the sword. <laughs> and his body just tumbles back down on the ground. Yep. Is Glorious. Webb dismissible, or are you stuck with this here for the rest of your life? <laughs> you go and check. Way out. I'm almost it, positive. It is dismissible, yes. I was like, I'm almost positive it's dismissible. I assume you do so. I, I would dismiss it as we would, I assume, turn to look and see if Smiles was around anymore. You see no sign of him. There are only just a sea of Brotherhood of Silence bodies. Coating the southeastern corner of the warehouse now, where they have each fallen in turn. I'm gonna come over here and pick this up. Figure we're gonna need it for the foreseeable future. You take this lamp and hook it onto your belt. The lamp has now a new hand touches the beacon <laughs> as the third person in this fight picks this lamp up and puts it on their belt. And although uh, it is cracked and some of the glass shattered in places with Dara dropping at 40 feet below, again, the iron housing of the lamp is still intact. It still works perfectly fine. The rest of the party heads back up into the office above to look around and reconvene. And it's the first time you've really gotten up here. And it's fairly simply furnished. What was once a viewing window and now shattered glass shards overlooks the warehouse floor 40 feet below. Uh, the oak desk occupying the eastern side of the chamber is backed by an intimidating red velvet chair. There's a door to the south, and then two thick metal pipes ascending through the northwest and southwest corners of the room. Uh, from the outside, since it wasn't relevant before we were dealing with combat, but you would have seen from the outside, these pipes continue up into the ceiling to be the exhaust pipes you saw outside, and continue down through the floor of this room to the floor of the warehouse itself. Um, how many dudes did I drop? <laughs> well, you want a body count? Most of them, probably. Because uh, I'm king. Uh, this 
the top three. I dropped one of them. I dropped the dude just you above both the original patrol. Yeah, so the around Nell, I killed two of those three. The one to you his north, I killed him. You can't ping me, I'm sorry. He's um, moving his, his actual body. But yeah, you can't see this map right now. He's on the... Uh, he's on the stream, yeah. right? Uh, it's yeah, but it's a little delayed. But, but uh, yeah, you, so, yeah. you killed most of them, yes. Okay, so then while we're all up here, Dar will pull something out and grimace and write them down like a number and just put it away without saying anything. So, Inori, as you ascend the stairs, you hear Hyarin chuckling in your mind. Okay. Um, telepathically, I'll ask him what he's laughing about. <laughs> I finally hit one. I'm starting to worry. You know I don't like these fear spells. I've been trying to try get better at that. I hate I hate when to make you afraid when you're not technically afraid, so it's not... It's a big gray area in there. But I'm glad you're impressed. He just laughs again. But says nothing else. And she's actually going to say out loud in the room as she's just standing there. Asshole. <laughs> For no reason, everybody's obviously going to hear so her. She walks in the room and says, asshole. The obvious assumption, of course, I assume that Dara would figure she's referring to the bard. Uh, rather yeah. than the telepathic conversation she just had with her own sword. Yeah, I'll just uh, nod and move over to the door. <laughs> just, yeah, you gotta wait. Like oh. Yeah, weirdo. While they're up there doing that, I'm gonna go around and check the bodies, and any daggers I find, I'm gonna remove and place just away from the bodies on one of these boxes. Doesn't matter where, we're not keeping like 15 daggers. I just I want them away from the bodies just to be safe. So you start collecting. As you uh just toss up reach, you quickly lean down and grab the uh the daggers each had in hand and the darts off of their belt. And each of them has five darts minus a couple of them through one and a dagger. And you take them all off and put them on top of the boxes nearby. You take the one from this body to your left. You step over and you take the one from the body to your south. Uh you reach over and grab the dagger from the body to your right. And as you pull it out of the body's grip, it turns into a sickle in your hands. Uh, he'll have a startled reaction, like, oh shit, guys, and just kind of hold it up, looking up at the window. Uh, Dar, you wanted to, open, to go to the southern door, right, and open it? Well, not opening it. I was just moving to the door oh. while I was waiting for everyone to get here. But uh, with him talking, I'll move back to the window. Okay. Everyone kind of moves up over to the window and looks down to see Nell holding up the bard's sickle. This was not a sickle. I I don't know what's going on. You guys might want to come down here and check this out. And I'm going to keep searching the body. Of course, holding on to the sickle now, because I know it's not normal. As you search through the body, uh, you feel a, uh, like, a round, uh, elongated piece of metal that you can't see strapped to one of the arms. And as you slide it off and the arm flops back to the ground, a buckler materializes in your hands, much like the bard had been wielding. He's going to say, I, I think this was Smiles. 
I do not understand. The body not looks like the body doesn't look like him. The body looks like the rest of the initiates on the ground. It's similarly dressed, and other than the two weapons, you the weapon and shield you pulled off the corpse. Doesn't look like a fetch thing. It looks like a human. Which is perfectly understandable why Nell wouldn't understand what's happening and thinks that this might have been smiles because it's just like that. I mean, he's got these magical you have things. This sickle and this buckler, this kind of appear in your head. You don't understand why this is happening. Did spellcraft answer this question, perhaps? Maybe there's a magic. As play. you cast spellcraft, uh, detect magic rather. The sickle registers as magical, and you detect a moderate aura of illusion over the body. And as you cast the tech magic and you say the words and hold your hand out and shoot this uh, cone of magic, the body puts one, uh, the arm moves. It puts one hand on the tile and slowly rolls itself over as it morphs back into Mr. Smiles. What the fuck? <laughs> and he coughs. <clears throat> well, this has gone sour. Perhaps you'll reconsider showing some mercy to the room's highest bidder as he uh, reaches down towards the pouch on his belt. I'm going to bop him over the head with the buckler. Non-lethal. And you knock him unconscious. <laughs> We're keeping make, someone. I'm not even going to make you roll for that. You, uh, As he reaches, you just have the buckler. Whack! <laughs> you smack him there with a buckler and he... Passes out on the on the dirt floor, the packed dirt of the warehouse. <laughs> Check that pouch he was going for. Absolutely, you know, going to open up that pouch. Find out where Martella is, right? And he was. Well, we can't let these guys chase us. I'm conscious. We can tie him up and interrogate him if we need to. I'm absolutely certain if we open that pouch, there's more of those little pellets they've been throwing around. Inside the pouch is 24 gold. Oh. He was literally going to try to pay you to not kill him. Nice. I mean, I didn't kill him, so I'll take you the did, gold. You didn't kill him. That's he, did, he didn't he die, and we have the money now. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, let me go ahead and uh, <laughs> put a thing on him. He's not dead. He's just unconscious. You <laughs> actually just knocked him out. So I absolutely brought my fighter's kit with me this time. I'm going to go on ahead. I'm sure you did, yes. Yeah. Like, I added the weight and everything. So I'm going to go on ahead and pull out the rope and cut off, like, a whatever a necessary amount it is to cut up or to tie up a fetchling. I'm going to tie I'm him gonna up. I'm going to say you probably need, like, a good... If you want to tie him up securely, I'm going to say it takes, like, half of your... Co What's the coiler up? 50 feet? Yeah. I was thinking, uh, like, yeah. 20, 25. I'll just say just for convenience sake, let's say it takes half your coil. Because then he okay. can, we can just have it for each person you decide to tie up on lately. Yeah. So he is now also bound. I forgot the rules for that. There, there's rules for that. It's, but I you take them. 20 on grapple, basically. Oh. Uh, what is my grapple? Just watch your CMB. Yeah, it's your uh, CMB. That's a 27. So yeah, he has to get a 27 to get out of it. And, uh, and not 20s don't auto-succeed on CMB checks to break out of bondage. So if he cannot physically get a, like, if he doesn't have at least a seven combat maneuver bonus or seven escape artist, he actually, he literally can't break out because hard 20s don't auto-succeed. 
Yeah, okay. So, I'm going to go on ahead and take his gold. I have his stuff. I'm going to hand his stuff. He does have another, uh, like, a leather. Like, that was a little sack. Like a coin oh, pouch. like, I'm going to throw There's another letter pouch. Like, he's got more stuff on him. So, what you find, uh, looking on this guy, in the other pouch are two Thunderstones. <gasps> I'm going to hand those to Anori. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to put them on my sheet. And you find two what look like like a deep orange, almost brown saltwater taffy pieces <laughs> tied up in wax just like you would get saltwater taffy. Is it, is it actually like, is it candy? Can Taste I appraise it? it? That's not magical. <laughs> It is looks it like alchemical? He had two pieces of candy on him. Alchemical? So if you want alchemy, you have to like stop and pull out some stuff and open one of these up and do some tests. You yeah, can. You have to test if it. you want to test your kid's Halloween candy, you can <laughs> run some tests on one of the pieces of saltwater taffy. You absolutely can. But it's not just like you look at it and lick it. Right. And like, I think this is saltwater taffy. Like, you have to actually do some tests with some equipment. Well, that'd be perception, right? Just so, like, I think this is candy. That would be craft alchemy because otherwise your options are eat it <laughs> I mean, yeah no that, can, that's what i'm saying like it, i, can lick I it. guess <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not going to it's fucking pocket candy but <laughs> we don't know I'm where that's gonna, been yeah i'm gonna put the candy back in the pocket you put the two pieces of solid taffy back in his bag he can keep those uh is there anything else um the sickle again registered is magical. He has an entertainer's outfit folded up in the pouch as well, but he's currently wearing studded leather. Uh, actually, I think he has a studded leather over his entertainer's outfit. I think he's. Wearing I mean, I, I would take whatever armor he had off before. He I has just regular studded leather. Yeah, I assume he'd take that off. And the buckler is not magical. That's everything he has on him. The buckler was invisible. Yes. Because of the illusion. Because it was on him. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, "That's weird." Oh, never mind. Because he, he pulled when he started pulling things off of him, the illusion yeah. fell off because he cast on himself. <laughs> okay, so so was he laying there trying to be play possum? Like, just yeah, like he was dead. That's awesome. Yeah, he disguised himself as a regular initiate and just laid there. That's great. Hey, that see that legal? sickle? I will gladly hand it over. Yeah, this I actually I had no clue that was him. I was just like, I don't want these guys to be playing dead. I'm going to move all their stuff away from them. Yeah, also, it's, like, it's like a down, happy it's, accident. <laughs> it's super last ditch. He uh, he threw himself down and disguised himself to look like the other guys and pretended to be a dead body, hoping that in the huge pile of dead bodies, he wouldn't notice one extra. I mean, it was good. It worked. It just, I kind of stumbled across it accidentally. I mean, yeah, you're trying to disarm all the guys in case anyone stood up, and then you pull that off and the spell wears off because it's not on his body anymore. It worked perfectly. Uh, Baylor. I, mean, I was really, really considering setting the web on fire, so that would have went incredibly <laughs> poorly for him. Well, he definitely would have died because he had one health. He absolutely would have died if he set the web on fire. So, uh, go ahead and roll me a spellcraft check because you're just determined to prove you can identify a thing. Examine the spellcraft sickle. check on that sickle. Uh, oh my god! He got a 20. Holy shit! <laughs> it was plus one sickle. Nice. That's what I thought. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Sickles and are simple, right? Sickles, I believe, are simple. 
seems like something good for Baylor, I suppose. As a last-ditch effort. I'm a wizard. And I had... Yeah, it's a simple weapon. I think you can wield it. No. I'd still like to hold oh, on. Oh, right. No, wizards are specifically <laughs> quarterstaffs and daggers and nothing else. It's not oh, even weapons. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah, they don't not even nothing, have... but basically nothing. What about <laughs> Dara for a, la a last-ditch? Yeah. He has to go melee. Oh, I was like, why can't I? I already have a plus one dagger. Isn't it a little bit better? Um, maybe it's more damage, less crit, and can't be thrown. Yeah, I'll just keep the dagger. The also, sickle also is, I mean, it's pretty interesting looking uh, because he has a design on it. The blade oh, is etched uh, with painted white down its length on the look actual like blade, smile. and then with a, like a zigzag red paint going down the blade, and it has like a barb. At the bottom of the at the bottom of the blade itself and with a handle. So it's it's pretty neat looking. But there's That's your Pokédex entry for Mr. Smiles. He's actually named Mr. Because we caught him. Yes. Because you caught him, yes. With Soka the Fantabulous, <laughs> and you're asking if his name is actually Mr. Smiles. I Yeah. But I yeah, I like that his blade has a smile on it even. Mm-hmm. What a turd. Um, I suppose I'll just Add that to the pile of things I'm carrying. If I was really down there, like me, not Dara, I would it upside down and have someone. Oh wait, we can't take pictures. Never mind. <laughs> what the? F I was gonna you have it turned upside down and take a picture as a, as a frown. Mr. Smiles. Yeah. yeah. I'll only put Mr. Smiles up in the chair up here, and then we can have a conversation about where Martella is. Yeah. Exactly. That's so I'm gonna keep doing my my whole make sure everyone's disarmed thing because now i have a reason to just to be safe yeah, going through the rest of the room nobody else's daggers magically transform into anything else you take their daggers and their darts and you put them just behind or on top of some boxes so it's just not on them actively so at least if they do wake up they'd have to find their weapons before they could do anything to you and then do you want to follow noise advice and drag mr smiles upstairs yeah i'm just gonna carry his he's human sized I... right he is effectively yeah, so... yeah he's human sized Okay, I'm going to search the desk up. as he's pulling them up. Just see uh, if there's anything of interest. The desk itself does have a large lock drawer. And you have not found the key. But, uh... Peek behind the curtain. I'm going to make the executive decision to say the key was on Mr. Smiles because there's no reason it wouldn't be. It's literally his stuff, but he doesn't have the key for some reason. So I'm going to say you have the key for Mr. Smiles. Now has the key of the desk. I don't know. I, I think they just forgot to put it in his loop, being completely honest. Hmm. I'll go on ahead and pop that in there. Also, I'm going to leave his uh, his studded leather lying on the ground beside the table here because I don't want to carry it. Okay. Uh, inside the desk, you find a few things. There is a teak snuff box. Not exquisite, exquisite but exquisite. well made. A small silver cameo with a portrait of Grand Prince Stavian the First, which would be the great grandfather of the current Grand Prince, and two small black pellets. These look. I mean, you only got a quick glance at the ones that the uh, the other guys were throwing. But these are almost silvered. They're metallic. They look like they're different. 
appraise alchemy like what do, what do we throw at him i don't know what do you got do you want to you can try to appraise him or uh, i mean you, well, that's that's your question what are you throwing yeah. at them how much are these worth i don't know what they are what are they worth that's a 12. though the casings seem to be metallic and that makes it slightly better well made a smoke pellet's a smoke pellet it can't be worth more than like a couple of gold pieces so they're not really anything worth my time I have no use for these things. I'll hand them to someone I mean, else. There might be something special about them. I could, if we want to take the time, I could search them, try to figure them out, or we can just get to interrogating this guy. If only we had two people to detect magic in the party who could detect if they were in some way magical. Woe hmm. is me. Maybe we should detect it and see if it's magical. I know already cast detect magic. The smoke pellet <laughs> right there is magical. Hmm, magical. That's interesting. Spellcraft? Good idea, defender? party. Yeah, spellcraft to identify them. So uh, Nori takes them from Nell, realizing their value, and with a 27 spellcraft check, identifies these as, well, the enchanted smoke pellets. When you throw these, not only are they going to fill a 10-foot area with smoke, a bit more than a regular smoke pellet, which fills a single square, the smoke is enchanted and will be filled with dark hands, Ew. partially tangible, that grasp at everything inside. It's kind of the combination of web and smoke. It'll make a That's smoke amazing. cloud that tries to grapple anybody who passes through. They're called Shadow Hand Smoke Pellets. And they're worth about 800 gold apiece. I'd like to have one of those. More than I thought they were worth. Um, I'm going to recommend we give one to Dara because he's good with the ranged stuff. Yeah, keeping people away from me would be good. They can be thrown. They have a range increment of 10 feet. But they can be thrown. And if you hit somebody with them, they will instantly be uh, trying to pop a bunch of hands. Okay. Yeah, I'll take I mean, one. all you really need to do is hit a square near That's them. That's true. Don't you don't you? have to hit that. You just got to hit the general area around them as it's a 10-foot cube. It'll fill four squares and then grab your hands to the cloud. We'll start grabbing hands and people. But they will also be in the cloud, so you'll lose line of sight to them. Yeah. I'm just recommending that we give them to ranged individuals. Easier for them to use. Uh, you seem to know how to do everything. So, yeah, sure. Can you tape one to the end of a crossbow bolt? No. Stop. <laughs> that'd be sick, but uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty neat, but they don't have tape. <laughs> and... No engineers in my pathfinder, no black hole arrows. What was the it's other arrowhead thing that was of in total destruction? Arrowhead of total destruction, you know, the portable hole and the uh bag of holding and an arrowhead. Yeah, no engineers in my pathfinder. You throw them, like God intended. <laughs> okay. So what Wait. else was in the desk? Uh, there was a, a silver cameo, like a small portrait frame with the, with the portrait of Grand Prince David the First and a teak snuff box. Now, if you want to appraise things, those are your good shots to appraise. You can also open the box. You 22 and the box. The portrait, 26. Uh, you figure the portrait's probably worth 100 gold. Uh, it's a portrait of the uh, progenitor of the Stavian line. It's not particularly well done or anything, but it's art and it has some value. Snuffbox probably only worth about 20 gold. It's pretty well made. I mean, 20 gold's a lot for a snuffbox, but it's not like, compared to the rest of the stuff you're finding, it's not much. Inside the snuffbox, as I'm assuming Bella recommended, we'll go ahead and open, 
is an additional 144 gold pieces and 1,207 silver pieces, along with three more dark orange pieces of saltwater taffy. I found where he got the candy from. It might not be candy. How much did you say the, the portrait was? Like a couple pounds? Uh, No, it's not. It's probably not even one pound. It's like a desk that you put on your desk, little picture. Okay. Time. It's small. It's probably half All a right. pound. I'll say half a pound. Inori, make me a knowledge of Parin Underground. This would apply. Pleasure. What'd you get? 25. 25? Yeah, those are drugs. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't like it. these drugs, yeah. You, you would be familiar with these. They're called harlot sweets because they are well-liked by prostitutes. Uh, because they do make you uh, at least feel like you can move somewhat faster and have slightly enhanced agility. And they somehow... Uh, they're slightly magically infused drugs. They do make you more eloquent. Huh. Like, they make you better at hookering, but they're definitely drugs. And <laughs> they're. You will have, uh, with your shop where it is, probably seen quite a few people on the downswing of Harlot Suites. It's not a good luck. So, Mr. Smiles, like Mr. Smiles. Was a Mr. Smiles was a bard. Mr. Smiles yeah, just likes the drugs. There you go. Mentats from Fallout. That's actually pretty accurate. I'm going to recommend He also just did hooking on the side. Uh, no, I mean, you will destroy nothing. When we you would also know that they're worth, like, each piece of those is worth probably 60 gold. It's they a recommendation. They're valuable. Anori would know that, I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, up, up, upon hearing that they're drugs, I'm... I'm going to recommend destruction of them or like turning them over to the guards or something. Like, I don't want anything to do with them, personally. Easy there, Boy Scout. Can we put them in front of the guy, maybe inspire him to tell us where Martella is, wakes up? You know, we could be nice about this. I've done this sort of thing before. You say, hey, tell us what we want to know. You won't die. la di dee la di da Everyone's happy. No one needs to get hurt. Or, you know, put him with his drugs in front of him. That'll make him crack. But we're not destroying them. Not yet, anyway. And for the love of God, quit quit looking at him like that. I don't, you don't, I don't need you higher now. You're, it's bad enough already. Well, I suppose if we're done looking through all this stuff, that is a good use for them. Um, How much would that coffer weigh? Snuff box, like, negligible. Uh, you the said coin it. weight is the weight, not the... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, how much... How Your sheet will auto-calculate when you put the coins in there. It does money weight automatically. I guess, tell me the number again. Oh, 1,207 silver. If you want to just carry this uh, fucking pile of silver and divide it up later in 144 gold. Because that probably is a couple pounds of coins. Alright. And 144 gold? Yes. 181. So the snuff box relatively heavy with the weight of coin. Now, 
tucks entirely into his bag. And I am keeping track of how much I have so that we can split it evenly and fairly. He says to the party. That that's more than a couple pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a thousand twelve hundred yeah. coins. It's silver coins. It's pretty heavy. That was so, Do we wanna wake this guy up and try to figure out what's going on? Might as we well. Could, uh we could also try the door before we do anything else. We can always knock him out again if we need to. He is bound. He's not going anywhere. I suppose, but it I might not be wise to can keep hitting him. What'd you say, Anori? Don't kill the fucking hostage. I don't plan on killing him. You already hit him over the head once. I thought he was reaching for smoke pellets. Dar, are we going to check this door here? By all means. I'm going to open the door. So as you open the door, it seems to lead inside to a small, attached and empty storage closet. Like empty, empty? Like not empty, even... Empty, empty. Not even huh. furnished. There's nothing in here. What the hell is the front of that? Hmm. Well, there probably cool. was something in there. Hmm. Or ideas. there may be something in there. Well, why don't we ask our friend? Magic. Um, What's the plan? I'm going to wave detect magic in that room. Anything? You don't detect anything. Okay, good. Okay. Then wake him up so he can try to talk to him. I suppose a good old slap will do it. It will not. He has been what a shame. I slapped him. I will pull out one of the scrolls of Cure Light Wounds we have and attempt to activate it. Like, give me that. Use magic device and don't roll a one. Just literally just don't roll a one. It's not good enough, but don't roll a one. Try it again. <laughs> if you roll a one, you can't use it today. Is that not good enough for a level one scroll? Oh, I guess, yeah, oh, it is actually level one. No, you're actually good. <laughs> and then roll me one more because you have to emulate Fuck. Using a divine scroll is like a two-piece because you got to emulate being a divine caster, which is fifteen, and then use the scroll, which is twenty-plus spell level. So you one. I more. mean, I can't roll. I can't fail a fifteen. Oh, okay. Well, then you're good. Then you uh, you cast a spell. Roll me that heal. Well, there you go. Healed him for nine. <laughs> so, you know, max rolling your boy here, as a. Uh, you cast the spell out of this scroll and I leave the blank paper on the desk as the healing magic flows into Mr. Smiles and you see the various wounds from his crossbow bolts which are still in him start to heal a bit around yeah, they can stay. run less a little less bloodied somebody bruising and damage from him throwing himself out the window starts to disappear as well and he slowly awakens and opens his eyes and realizes his situation. So smiles. It's kind of groggily turns towards Mel. Our friend over here has some questions that we would surely appreciate if you would answer for us. And I will gesture to Anori, seeing as I have no clue how to interrogate people. 
So he kind of turns his head and looks back towards the three <laughs> at the southern end of the room and just weakly grins a bit, shaking his head. These fools, they think they've won. Well, they know they're still under the gun. If you try to cast a spell, I'm going to hit you. You comfortable there, Smiles? He just kind of licks at you. Are you using your sword still in your hand, or did you see that? Oh, it's you. Let's see. It. He looks down towards the sword. You would have seen it while you were fighting. Such a feisty vixen. Twack! Hack and crack! No, it's so cliche wielding a sword painted black. Right. So, I have a couple questions I'm going to ask you. And uh, my big friend standing directly next to you is going to respond in kind based on if, whether or not I like your answers. So... My first one and most important question is, where is Martel Lothian? You really think I'll tell? You think that I'd just open up and share? Fools, the lot of you. You must be so unaware. I'm going to smack him on the back of his head and tell him just to answer the damn questions. All right, so he's intimidated. His little <laughs> Give him a little nod. So you, you, you smack him and uh, tell him, answer the damn question. And he kind of looks a little bit shaken for three rounds. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't have to be so bad. She smiles. I can tell you're a little distressed right now. I see you, you've got a taste for these harlot candies, whatever they are. I've seen them all over the place. Perhaps. As he said, his eyes kind of dart from you to the... You put them on the table, right? Oh, yeah. From Set him down. Down to the space of the table, back up to you. I mean, perhaps one of these would help take the edge off of this situation, right? My friend is getting more and more upset. I'm trying to be the good guy here. You understand? I need to find Martella Lofi. My day depends on it, okay? And whether or not you stop me from that, I'm still going to find her. You could be dead at the end of this, or you could be enjoying your candies or whatever the fuck you want to do and have a, a merry old day. So, I'll ask again. Martella Lothi. The good guard, bad guard, such an untrained interrogation prude. Leave these quizzes to your elders, girl. You've not the aptitude. I'm going to start wrapping my fingers on what? my hand axe. And just look at Inori and ask if we can just be done with this situation. I'm tired of him. I'm going to put the hand up to stop. Stop. No. No, no, no. But I am going to pound down on the desk and crush one of his candies right in front of him. That was a lot of money. That's kind of widened a bit. That was just one of them. That's just one right there, right? These things are kind of expensive, right? You, Which money do you have? Do you afford these? I mean, I... He, he kind of grits his teeth as you're saying that. I mean... I don't reckon he can afford them anymore after I emptied his pockets. Right. He, his head just kind of turns down towards the pouch. He can't... He shuffles his arms a bit. He looks back up to Inori. You've got this backwards. You're the wrong way round. Why don't you answer my questions? How does that sound? 
Tell us of Utropia. Why make everyone wait? Then we can all be on our way. You, perhaps, the heaven's pearly gates. Smash another one. I said Martella Lothied. Smiles. Downstairs! Through that pipe. Over there. And he kind of posts, uh, points with his face towards the uh, northern exhaust pipe there. This... Four versus one interrogation. This is hardly fair. Life's not fair, Mr. Smiles. Now, if you'll take the rest of his candies and we will be on our way, enjoy your day. I'll go on ahead and take his candies, but before we go down there, I'm going to look back at Smiles. And I'm going to ask him if he wants to go down the pipe first, just to make sure it's safe. His eyes go wide and he shakes his head. Surely you just... I answered your questions! I... Just... Untimey! Gods! Damn it! I think that's grounds for smashing another candy, don't you, Anori? Smiles, are you trying to lead me into a trap? I really, really would not like that. Maybe it takes a deep breath and sighs. I know you've met Wasilka. She gave us the orders. You know what waits down there. Just waste both of our time. Come, I'm injured. I'm dying. I'm... Just... Surely I've been helpful enough. You're the reason we're in this situation right now. I'd say you haven't been nearly helpful at all. What do you want? To throw you down the pipe, honestly. I won't let him do that. What do you want realistically? Skip these games. All games aside, you get to walk out of here and live, okay? I need Martella Lothied in eyeshot. I need to see her. I need to get to her. There's several stages between here and there, friends. Her safe house waits below. <laughs> she sent you in here blind. Not one bit in the know. And the smile comes back on his face. I thought what? you'd had us. Thought we might be in a corner. <laughs> no. You're moving without sight. Your debts are in order. I thought this was going to be simple. Now, can you help this situation? I can just punch him for non-lethal, right? You can't just punch him for non-lethal damage. Yeah. He's bound, so he can't really do much of anything. You can just hit him. I won't even make, make you really attack. You can just do yeah, I'm just rolling D3 the plus strength non-lethal damage. Jeez. That's a hell of a punch. Oh, you just, <laughs> a haymaker. You didn't tap him. You roll back and you just fucking punch. He Make is almost smile. out again. With all the power you can muster, and he reels. Almost uh, probably would knock him out of the chair, realistically, and uh, onto the ground next to it. And he'd kind of cough, spit some blood, and just laugh. <laughs> Descending into this darkness. You need your eyes to see. I fear not. Gix's divine hands guide me. 
All right. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to go find Martella downstairs or wherever you said she's. And I'm telling you, if she's not there, we're going to come back up here and we're going to kill you. Do you understand that? Oh, she's downstairs, girl. Of that, you need not worry. But she's with Wasilka, so I'd recommend you hurry. Miss Freeling won't be too troublesome, I don't believe, if this is the best challenge we're to come across. What you do here to me, this is mere child's play, but down below with her tools, Martella faces a very different day. is going to walk over to him and point the crossbow at him, touching him with the uh, tip of the bolt. How many are there? I would recommend one, answering this one. Ten, a dozen, more? Kill me, O oh, Syrian, I fear not death's door. I have a better idea. How about, just to be safe, he's bound, he's tied, let's throw him in the empty closet, bar the door, and when we're done we can come back for him and turn him over. Darren's going to go over to the exhaust pipe and look down. How far does it seem? Can I see the bottom? So walking over to it now, uh, knowing that this is the access, you feel around a bit. That's the northern pipe. Uh, oh, yeah, you can't move yourself. I have to move you. You move up to the northern pipe. Feeling around, you, uh, you find a latch and sly, uh, open a hinge and a whole metal panel opens up and you can see that inside there is a ladder. It appears to descend down beyond the reach of your sources of light, although 40 feet would only get you to the floor of the warehouse, so of course it's going to be beyond that if it's below. Do you think you can down the 40 feet? Who's that to? To no. What would you say? Do you think you could take him down? Oh, I'm sure I could. Do you think you can take him down a lad? I mean, I don't know if mechanically I can. I have the strength and like the you carrying have to be able capacity. to carry him without being completely over encumbered. But yeah, I mean, he's a, basically an object right now because he's helpless because he's tied up. So just if you grab him carry, by the rope with one if hand, if you have the carrying capacity, you can actually just hold him. Yeah, it's like three hundred pounds. So I know he's gonna interject and ask, "What what do you hope to accomplish?" Bringing without his armor and stuff, with all the stuff taken off, I'm gonna say this guy weighs about one fifty. I can absolutely carry him, even with all the stuff I'm currently carrying. Okay, Uh, Daryl, turn to Anori. Honestly, I do not want to get shot again down there, or stabbed, or attacked, really, in any way. So if we can use him as some kind of shield, it would be helpful. You're hardcore, Dara. There's no traps at the bottom, but you lot best hurry. Trust me, I want to hear the show. I have your best interests in mind. Don't worry. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the other 25 feet worth of rope. Wrap it around its whole head. <laughs> well, part of it is going to get wrapped around with a bit of cloth that I can take from the, the dead initiate here above me. I can just rip off some cloth, wrap it up, and force a gag. Because he's a bard. 
his words are carrying magic. Now you're thinking. I don't like his words. They're magical. So now he can't use them anymore. That's good. So you, uh, that's not a bad idea. You can definitely sort out a gag, stuff Mr. Smile's face so he can't cast, he can't use his bardic performance, he can't do anything, he can no longer speak. And with the remaining, say, 20 feet, I'm going to create a, a loop of sorts through the, <laughs> the bindings that are already on him. Not necessarily the backpack. It'll help me carry him down. But this is so that while he's down there, I can just scoop him up by the ropes and bring he him with is. us. So, so a backpack. He's a backpack now. Yeah. <laughs> so, really, still don't see really why we're really the guy. This, before we get too hard into the specifics of what we're doing heading down, I think this is a perfectly good stopping point here. We have Mr. Smiles gagged and bound, and we're discussing whether we want to bring him with us as we descend down into the warehouse proper, or the no. safe house proper. <laughs> to rescue Martella. Holy fuck. That was probably the most difficult role-playing thing I ever did because <laughs> I was I had a bunch of stuff written down and ready for the fight. I had nothing prepared for fucking interrogation, so I had to come up with You're that shit on the fly. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, what do we rhyme? What do we rhyme? He's talking again. <laughs> I didn't want I didn't rhyme. Pushing your own